What's up? What's up? We're reporting to you live, right from the beach. Remember that scene are, in that movie? Are you doing a Are you doing a Caribbean accent? What movie? No, it was some movie where Dave Chappelle was like pretending he was Jamaican, and it was like, "What part?" And he was like, "Right near the beach." <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. Anyway. <laughs> We're on vacation, yeah. but we're taking this time to share some of our favorite episodes from the Black Baddie Bad Bitch Podcast Brigade. So the bees change. Sometimes we say Same. some of those bees. Sometimes we say less of them. Sometimes we say more. But that's our podcast collective, which includes our friends over at Marsha's Plate, Inner Hole Uprising, Bag Ladies, Queer Walk the Podcast, and of course, honorable mention to our homegirl Juju over at A Little Juju Podcast and our extended podcast family. This week, we are actually sharing with you an episode of Marsha's Plate Podcast. Yes. Marsha's Plate is a weekly podcast that archives and centers the trans-inclusive feminist culture, and it's named in honor of activist Marsha P. Johnson. The hosts are Diamond Styles. Diamond is the homie, like we've already said. She's an activist, a veteran YouTuber. She's, like, famous. She's like low key, high key famous. I've, I've learned that from spending time with her, yeah. and then we'll be talking about something, or she'll be telling me something, and I'll be like, "Wait, what? are you famous?" Because <laughs> I was having lunch yeah. with that, and I what? <laughs> right yeah you're okay so you're famous okay got it yes yes diamond is a veteran youtuber all of the youtube people that you love know diamond like because mm-hmm. like we said she's high key low key mm-hmm. <laughs> famous, famous as fuck and she has been a black trans activist for a really long time so like everyone in the trans community knows diamond as well because definitely famous mm-hmm famous facts 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 so diamond is joined on the podcast by two other activists mia and z mia is a black trans woman who in addition to contributing her experience to a wide variety of topics she often discusses her experience with sex work and straddling the line between trying to educate people and not be exhausted from trying to educate people so she's honest she's open and she's not afraid to learn in real time i think one of my favorite things that mia does is she'll say something and She'll be like, ooh, that sounds bad. Diamond, can you delete that? And, and Diamond, can you almost, take that out? I feel right. Like never so, does. yeah, almost never takes it out. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's times no, when I'm she sure takes it out are. and we just don't know. Yeah. But it definitely, a few of those make it to every episode, which I think is actually really funny. It is. And then there's Z. Z is a black trans man. And as the youngest person in the group, I think throughout the episodes, we have seen or listened to Z come into himself, his confidence, his awareness, growing out of toxicity and to being like this advanced ass nigga who occasionally says shit that like blows your mind. So it has been a joy to listen to them over the years. Their podcast is growing. Their podcast is popping. Some of the dynamics of the podcast that i love and enjoy it is one is that it's intergenerational z being the youngest diamond being the eldest of the crew and it's i think it helps with the range of the topics because i'm sure there's right, stuff z definitely. brings up that diamond or me would be like why are we talking about this but it's mm-hmm, always relevant mm-hmm. and vice versa i also like when sometimes diamond is explaining technology that me and jay are well aware of mm-hmm. <laughs> and z is like what yeah i used to do what <laughs> Yep. 
<laughs> what is a cassette tape? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, Throwback stuff. Stuff like that is is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I love the way that they're similar to us and like just speaking, like not really doing explanatory commas, just kind of right. just like shooting the shits and mm-hmm. just speaking. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that. Diamond actually will do an explanatory comma every mm-hmm. now and then to make sure people understand what they're talking about. Yeah. It's usually like a clarification, not more mm-hmm. so like a, hey, cis people, we are doing this. Like, I usually feel like it's this like a, no, nah, actually, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. But sometimes Mia speaks in very deep cut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> These are facts, okay? <laughs> if you are, I mean, luckily we're we're at least black, so we're a part of some portion of yeah. Mia's intersections. <laughs> but if you're not black from exactly where Mia is from, in she is from Texas, right? Yes, yeah, it's different. Yeah, Texas. if you're not black, if you're not from her town in Texas, yes. if you didn't work at her first job, you're not gonna understand half the stuff that Mia says. Sometimes you will not understand. Yeah. Every now and then, Diamond will be like, "Okay, so yeah. let's back up. Yeah, let's rewind." That's usually okay? when I hear Diamond like explain something, but I think because right. I know Mia, in my mind, it's not a explanatory comma it's right. just like here go Maya right. with these deep cuts ain't nobody gonna know <laughs> <laughs> but it the, is but you're right, right you're right it is it is, it is yeah, yeah so she definitely i find that they do definitely explain stuff but it also especially if you've been listening for a while you do feel like you're a part of this you're part of the conversation it feels like you are being welcomed into their dynamic because they are talking like deep cut shit that like certain things certain language they use i wouldn't understand if i hadn't already been listening to the podcast for for years Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that to say that it's not easy to get what they're talking about but it's just like certain certain terms that they use being from where they're from right being from where they're from and being at their intersections of queerness it's just language that i didn't grow up using you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i know certain things because i listen to that podcast but yeah dama does have to mia they don't know what they're talking they don't know what you they don't know what that means and then dama will explain what the hell it means yeah yeah Um, you're right they're all hilarious all three of them are fucking hilarious and then Mm -hmm. of course with z being there i get to hear trans man experience trans masculine experience that i Mm -hmm. generally will not hear right Right, yeah, right, right. I just wouldn't hear it. So I do like yeah. hearing Z talk about a lot of things that I would mm-hmm. probably not be aware of as mm-hmm. far as trans masculine experience and things like that. Definitely. Some other dynamics that I think inform the podcast is so Mia and Diamond have known each other for a long time. And so Mia, I would say, yeah, Mia and Z, they both see Diamond as a mother figure. So yeah. you'll hear them call her mother here and there. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is relative to, so I guess, bulk culture queer culture like it is specific to that it's not just simply oh you're my play cousin kind of thing right so i think that that is relevant this kind of familial relationship that they have with one another mia and z are in a romantic relationship as well so i think that's an important dynamic to know when going into this podcast because you'll hear kind of the way that you know they're all clearly openly and freely speaking as co-hosts but you will hear this kind of intimate dynamic that the two of them have in the podcast as well oh and i also i also really love with regards to the dynamic they speak to one another freely lovingly openly and they also check each other 
lovingly yeah you know what i'm saying like one of them will say something that is if one of them says something problematic they'll check each other lovingly Mm -hmm. like oh well i think that's kind of problematic because if one of them is on the mic being a fraud somebody will say okay now wait a minute now (laughs) now hold on okay because you saying this and i saw you do this that or whatever so like what are you talking about so i really enjoy that it's just a really intimate conversation it's really educational like diamond is always coming with facts when they are not all there on the podcast diamond is also interviewing and archiving these conversations with black trans folks throughout the community in all different areas of leadership activism experience so that's really cool it's a fantastic podcast it's yeah it's great i really Mm -hmm. get excited to listen to marsha's plate podcast it is one of my favorite podcasts Mm -hmm. it's i don't know like it's just dope like you know how you can't like find like English is limited. Like, you, I don't know the word mm-hmm. to be like, this is exactly why I love this podcast. I just know right. that I, like, fucking love this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So the episode that we're choosing to share is their episode 183, this both and world. So just to give you a quick rundown of what goes on in the episode, they start off catching up with each other like they typically do. How y'all been? Da, 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 da. They do that. Diamond does a trans 101 segment on intersex. For y'all basic ass. <laughs> For your basic ass, okay? Mia talks about her communication with cis men who claim to be supportive of her, but also at the same time are dismissive of her humanity. So Mm -hmm. she talks about having conversations with cis men in her life who claim to support her but don't understand why black trans lives matter or don't understand certain nuances or basic principles of her humanity yeah and that's an interesting conversation z reads a letter from a listener about how to support their trans sibling who's not invited to family events and they have a great all of them have a great dialogue about that and i think that's relatable to it is a specifically trans thing but the family dynamics of like one person in the family kind of being an outcast and how that person is treated and like navigating that i thought translates across yeah and i thought that was really interesting and i related to a lot of that and and then see this is the other thing i like about this podcast it is educational informational but diamond is so good at like how do i say this nuance But yes, she's fantastic <laughs> at nuance, but it's still like a good, you know, I'm, I need a good like, girl, let me tell you what happened yesterday. You know what I'm saying? It's like a good element of that. So this no, she, no, really... Diamond is good at spilling tea and not, yes. in, not in a sense of like gossip blog, but like, girl. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's this really yeah. good conversation about she breaks down the politics and power of that Janet Mock speech at the Pose premiere in a way that I hadn't heard anyone discuss it and just brings up things that I had not considered or, or thought about or whatever. So it's like this really juicy conversation that feels like, girl, what? <laughs> feels like that, but also it's chuck full of like information nuance shit i hadn't considered facts just brilliant i love it i love the podcast i love this episode please check it out if you enjoy the episode here please make sure that you go to marsha's plate podcast subscribe to that podcast follow that podcast follow them on social media at marsha's plate and feel free if you enjoy what you hear on this episode feel free to 
tag them on social media. Let them know you're listening. You can, of course, always tweet them about it, but definitely tag Marsha's Plate. We love them. We love that podcast. Please enjoy this episode. Let's get back to our vacation, Jay. Ew. Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's hello, your hello. motherfucking tea, darling? We just we just visited the Windy City, and I thought I was gonna have to come, you know, to the airport and from Chicago and camouflage, but they didn't give that. Oh, <laughs> why? Baby, listen, I am a transsexual. I did not want it. I didn't want to get God. Listen, I I beware of like crazy places and chicago has definitely been on my list to not visit bitch honey you a black trans woman baby you actually live in the capital of black trans murders <laughs> quiet as a yep, texas that's true <laughs> oh, and i be so worried about chirac bitch you ain't had nothing to worry about it ain't it only what one trans woman got killed in chicago <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm not saying Chicago ain't woogie. Chicago is woogie down. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't saying it's not woogie. Chicago woogie down as fuck, but... You know, when we come to black trans women, girl, you you coming from the honey, you are you are on the war zone. <laughs> Cause Texas is leading in the United States, only place in the country, uh, in the country, Texas is leading. But you know, as far as outside of the country, Brazil is the place that's kind of that has the highest murder rates for trans people. But honey, in the United States, baby, you are in the war zone, Texas. If I'm not mistaken, Texas has the most trans people in America. Yeah, it does. Because of all the because of all the cities that we have in this one state, 
major yeah. metropolitan cities. Yes, we have Austin, we have San Antonio, we have Dallas, we have Houston and El Paso, even one which has a, a thriving trans community. So yes, that might be the reason why we, you know, have so many incidents <laughs> because it's so yeah. many people. But yes, you, honey, you worried about Chicago. I actually love Chicago. Chicago is, I always have a great time. <laughs> It was love to me. Like I wish we could have like stayed longer, but it was definitely giving you windy caboodles. <laughs> it was, was it cold? So windy in Chicago? Oh no. Um, no, it was just windy as fuck. Like it was windy boots. Like mm. and all the all the cis women that was there had um braids and stuff. So I was like, damn, I probably should have worn braids here because it was super super windy. Mm. Yeah, but y'all better be glad it wasn't cold because it could have been, you know, Chicago is a give you a Barris Hawk on your back and face, honey, real quick. They they don't mind giving you a little winter breeze. But I guess it is May. So this is this is early May. So it's you know, it it, uh, it should be straight now. Springtime. It wasn't bad as a coach. Huh? Springtime has approached. Yes, um, we got springtime is here. We're we're in it. We feeling it. This is a uh, kind of a somber, sad time. Other than all the trans people getting murdered right now, <laughs> this still is a somber time because this would be the tenth anniversary of the Black Trans Advocacy Conference. If COVID wouldn't have happened, if we wouldn't have had to cancel it two years in a row because we had a stupid ass president that didn't want to do what he needed to do the first, <laughs> you know, during 2020. And now that we're finally getting it together, people are getting vaccinated, blah, 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 blah. It feels like next year we'll be able to kind of gather and do what we need. But we had to cancel our conference two years in a row. And we are just devastated by it because we wanted to this would be our diamond this would be our diamond year and our theme was going to be diamond so you know i was going to turn up <laughs> because it was a diamond year so i was i already had a gown full of diamonds that was going to be made i was i was going to turn it because <laughs> it was a diamond year baby i was going to be like yes but <laughs> but we are still on the ninth because we had to cancel the ninth and now cancel the tenth. So we still gonna be on the ninth. And so uh it's just a sad time. And you know how Facebook shows you all the like little memories and yeah. stuff. So it was showing me tons of memories over the past fucking 10 years because we always have it during this the end of April, early um May. And this is today is Monica Roberts' birthday. So shout out to Monica Roberts. She would be 59 yeah really? yeah she would be 59 today so happy birthday to monica roberts so i was seeing a lot of videos because she always sell her her birthday at b-tag because it was around that time yeah it was so uh, so shout out to such a fucking lady honey. yes uh just a just a powerhouse so shout out Hope you are having a wonderful heavenly birthday. <laughs> and, you know, just seeing all the pictures of people together. I think, I, you know, we took some pictures in the lobby. Some of those pictures popped up when we, um, you know, when we went to our first gala together. Just, it just, uh, 
the memories was good, but you know, I can't wait. We wait till we get together next year. We're gonna turn up and do it big. So I'm excited. It's gonna be over next year. I can't wait. Exactly. So we definitely, we have definitely officially said it is going on next year because by that time everything should be great. And so yeah, make sure y'all go on the website and check it out and become a member so you can be put your email in so we can update you on what's going on with the conference. The conference is an amazing event that celebrates Black trans people around the country in Dallas every year at the end of April, beginning of May. And yeah, we will see y'all next year. <laughs> all right. And y'all know we talk about it all the time. We always talk about the conference and how much we really love about it. So. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't want to miss that. Allies are welcome too, but just just as long as you bitches don't take up too much space because we will make you know it. <laughs> Parents, allies, children, everybody is a safe place for learning and education and all that good stuff. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. basic <laughs> for me in this life could be just the beginning for you. Is the difference between transgender and intersexed? Mm, great question. So intersex is an umbrella term that describes a wide range of natural bodily variations that don't fit stereotypical definitions of male and female bodies. These variations may include, but are not limited to, unique chromosome compositions hormone concentrations, and external and internal biology. So what that means is it can be your chromosomes, it can be your genitalia, it can be your internal organs like your testes and your ovaries. There can be various ways the body of an intersex person could manifest. Some intersex characteristics are identified at birth. Like soon as you're born, you can tell that this is an intersex baby. While other people may discover that they have intersex traits later in life, like puberty or even later, people with intersex traits have always existed, but there is more awareness now about the diversity of the human body. There's so much diversity that is outside the stereotypical black and white narrative of being male and being female. While we are on the subject of male and female, testosterone is not a male hormone. Estrogen is not a female hormone. These two hormones are human hormones. We all produce them on some level, varying levels, stereotypically. Every woman is not going to have the same exact level of testosterone, and every man is not going to have the same exact level of estrogen. But we all have to have them in our bodies. It's natural. And the variation is also natural. 
These variations can make you look very different and kick you right out of the stereotypes of what a man is supposed to look like and what a woman is supposed to look like, causing you to be treated differently. People with intersex bodies, like anyone who may be seen as different, sometimes face discrimination, including in a healthcare setting as early as infancy. And a lot of times when people bring up intersex, people act like, that's such a rare thing, but it's actually not as rare as you think. Experts. Yes, experts who study these things. Not your uncle, not the hoteps, not the people with an eighth grade education on biology trying to teach you about biology. Not them, motherfuckers. Experts estimate that 1.7% of all people that are born are born with intersex traits. That's about the same number of people who are born with red hair. So I want you to think about the people you know or the people who you have seen with red hair. More than likely, you have met people who are intersex at that same frequency. People with intersex traits aren't all the same, and some people may even and some people may not even know that they're intersex unless they have received some type of genetic testing. This may happen, for example, with athletes like Castor Semenya. So now that you know, intersex people are not that uncommon. They just have been mostly invisible. But that's kind of changing nowadays. For many years, the medical establishment has viewed babies born with any type of atypical sex characteristics as having bodies that need to be quote unquote fixed. As many as one in every 2000 are faced with an unnecessary medical intervention at a very early age. Some intersex babies or older youth have undergone extensive involuntary surgeries for no reason other than to make their body conform to traditional notions of what it means to be male and female. The vast majority of these surgeries are not medically necessary when performed on young children and could instead be delayed until the intersex individual can decide whether surgery is right for them or not. And sometimes they'll get these surgeries done to them when they're kids and they don't even be fucking knowing. And then sometimes their parents even lie to them and tell them that the surgery was necessary when it was not. Trash. <laughs> now, in recent times, due to the work of amazing organizers and activists, it looks like they are gaining ground when it comes to banning these type of surgeries across the country. They do this work because they know intersex people should enjoy the autonomy over their bodies, not their parents. And, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily the parents just being evil. Sometimes the parents are pressured from medical professionals just to, you know, this to make their life easier. Just misinforming the parents and they just don't know. And they don't, you know, they're, they're trying to make their life better for their children. And so they make these these crash decisions and they don't know how it's going to affect their child later. Now, being intersex is not the same as transgender. But me, Diamond Styles, I have met people who are intersex that consider themselves transgender, but they are two different identities. All right. Two different conditions. 
A person who is intersex is born with that variation that I talked about earlier. But a person who is transgender identifies with a different gender than they were assumed to be at birth. But these visible sex characteristics usually fit within most what most people think of when they think of male and female bodies. Intersex people and transgender people may face similar barriers to accessing appropriate health care. They may experience similar discrimination based on their gender identity and expression. Both communities have a shared interest in autonomy and grappling with the loss of decision-making authority over their own bodies which also aligns with reproductive justice rights because all oppression is connected. Message. While intersex individuals are frequently forced to undergo unwanted and unnecessary surgeries beyond infancy, transgender individuals are often denied necessary medical treatment in adolescence and beyond. Transgender people may also be required to undergo surgery that they don't want in order to update the gender marker on their identity papers. So by understanding these differences and these similarities, it can actually make you a better ally. So when you hear people talk about intersex people through like social media, you know, help educate your friends and family. So intersex people don't have to do it. Make sure you are opposing unnecessary and non-consensual surgeries on intersex babies and children. Make sure that you are supporting non-discrimination protections that include intersex people. Make sure that you are opposing laws that make it illegal for people to use restrooms that don't match the gender marker of their birth certificate, which could create serious issues for intersex people as well as transgender people. Make sure that you are supporting changing regulations and laws around identifications so that not every adult intersex person has to choose a male or a female gender marker. Also, treat intersex people with respect by not asking invasive questions and make sure you are using their preferred pronouns. I want to thank Interact, Advocates for Intersex Youth, for this information, and I will be linking them in the bottom. And this is Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not you can donate as low as a dollar a month it doesn't matter anything helps please do i have to play sarah mclaughlin and show you puppies like what do i have to do do i have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money (laughs) all righty anyway thank y'all and the patreon and paypal link is at the bottom back to the show i said you can't educate people into equity they gotta want to do that shit it's not just about education it's more than that
that's what I was looking for. That's and why diversity and inclusion trainings and shit, you can train your organization all every fucking day of the week. If it doesn't, if you don't change the policies and the culture in that organization, the racist and transphobic and homophobic and sexist policies, how it's set up and ingrained in the system and practice those new policies that you implement. If you don't do that, it won't change the system. And if you don't on an individual level, change your heart and mind in getting to know and love people that you want to um, learn about, we're not talking about you can saying like think of, I don't like to compare it to animals, but this is this is what I got. So this is what y'all go get. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a good analogy. Right. So it's like if you if I if I want to learn about gorillas or chimpanzees or bonobos, if I want to learn about these different primates. I can learn about them. I can get in the books. I can read the books and tell you the difference between them and humans. I, it can tell you the difference between each one of the species, how how they mate, how this one is a, a, a monarchy um, and this one is a, um, not a monarchy, um, a, a matriarchy and this one is a patriarchy and this one. I can tell you all this stuff about the apes. But if I don't actually care about the apes, I can learn so much about them. But if I don't really care about these animals' survival, if I don't really care about and find the importance in them in the ecosystem of the earth, if I actually don't care about their habitat and care about how to get them the best food, get them the best water, heal them from diseases, if I actually want these particular animals to survive, then I have to care about them. I have to care about them and see their worth. And that's where any animals, that's where any, anything on earth, if, I want, if I'm looking at a particular fish, if I'm looking at the coral reefs that are being bleached out in the ocean, that, uh, that um, houses so much life and, and sustains the earth on so many levels. Like when I look at these things, I have to care about them. I have to find them worthy of living. I have to find their importance to be super, super high on my priority list. I have to see their value so much that they are high on why I think that they should live, why I think that that doing the work that it takes to keep them alive is important. I think you have to care about it. So people, human beings, when we're talking about other human beings that may not be in your race, that may not be in your gender identity, that may not be in your class, that may not be in your neighborhood, that may not be in whatever a part of your group, if you see them being marginalized, if you see them coming up against um, disparities and you see these systems and these structures harming them, in order for you to, I can, you can train me. I, I can give you all the statistics. <laughs> I can give you the statistics. I can prove to you why the disparity exists. I can prove to you that this system is the problem. I can do all the books. That's why we have all these black um, feminists writing these books and these books about class, power, and privilege. They have done it for decades, and these motherfuckers aren't listening because they don't care for the people that they are talking about. They don't care about the people that these systems are affecting. They don't actually care. They can get the training, they can learn, but if they don't care enough to to break the system, to change the system, and to do things that make 
the privileges and the resources more equitable for these people that the system is breaking, they're not going to change. And that's basically what my point was. And, I, and, and, and the reason why I wanted to bring up what you said, because I always felt like that was how you reach to pe reach people. And if they don't care, like you said, basically, through it's education. No yeah, it's no point. What's the point of talking to a brick wall? Now I'm at a point where I'm kind of tired of putting myself in positions where I'm I'm educating people who don't give a fuck. And now I'm I'm trying to figure out a way where I can ed like educate people that really care, like intentionally. And what does that look like? Because what I do is I go into spaces that I'm necessarily not quote unquote welcomed in. And I try to like educate people. And usually I'm left empty. Empty, very empty. Um, angry, angry, rage, disrespected. Disrespected. Um, my battery is 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 at the lowest. I have gaslit. Yeah, I, and I, I'm like, how do I get to these people? But then again, now I don't give a fuck about getting to them people. I don't care anymore hmm. because I, I, you can't, you can't, you can bring a a horse to a whale to drink, but if they if they don't want to drink it, they're not gonna drink. So. Now I'm trying to figure out a way that I can change my approach. How do you guys feel about that in general? Like, do y'all have any advice? <laughs> What's funny? I mean, it sounds like you figured it out. I mean, I did, but like, not really. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I'm really frustrated. For what is for okay? Unpack that. What is frustrating you? What actually is? What is the problem? I'm and I'm not asking like I don't I don't particularly know. I just want you to name it. What's frustrating me is that okay, I made a post on on my adult Twitter, and instead of black men and taking accountability for what I said, they try to play victim and diminish what I was saying and actually victim blame trans women and tell trans women that we need to take accountability for messing with DL men. And it's a repeated cycle. So if we if we continue to, to, to mess with DL men, what do you expect? And um, if you don't, you shouldn't out people because this is what happens, like they, they they tried to victim blame me and make it seem as though I was the issue. And I'm sitting here telling these group of black men that I support, Jesus. that I march for, that I do content for, that I that support me on a sexual level, that you are you y'all are harming us and y'all need to do something about it within your own system, within your own group. And you're telling me that we are the issue. And so I just I just left frustrated because I tried to, I, I didn't have to, but I decided I wanted to educate on my sex worker platform, which 
may not have been the best place to do so. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, I don't want to say it's not the best, but when they're already objectifying you, Mia, they they not looking at you as human. They are looking at you as a human blow up doll. They are looking at you to feel, feel a fetish. We don't care about that shit you talking about these bitches getting killed. We don't give a fuck about that. Pull your dick out, pull your titties out, jack it off and come for me so I can, honey, so I can get my money's worth on your OnlyFans. That is all they worried about. They are not worried about, you know, none of that shit. So I, I feel like you, you kind of was asking for it, asking that audience. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. And, and it's not like that conversation doesn't happen outside of the sex worker, uh, you know, because they do that shit to motherfuckers who are not sex workers. When we when we try to hold them accountable, they want to all, not all men, not all of us, and not, 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 not. But look, the facts are the facts. <laughs> In the same way that we can't deny that it is Black trans women who make up predominantly the murders <laughs> like, we can also not deny that predominantly the people who are killing those black trans women are black men <laughs> cisgender heterosexual identified black men and so this is just the facts this is, this is you know Yes, we get the the common. You can, of course, we can say not all. You can always say not all. If if ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the motherfuckers is killing, and one of y'all is not killing, <laughs> yeah, we can say not all. It's still yeah. not all, but bitch, that ninety that ninety nine point nine 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 percent is killing us, and that's the problem. So you are gaslighting for coming up here acting like it's our problem, and y'all dealing with DL men. But the thing about it is when we look at the cases, this is niggas we know. This ain't no, um, this usually is not about no fucking, sometimes it's down low, but it's usually not about being outed. Mm -hmm. It's usually not about that. So you acting like somebody can't tell you the problem and you take it in as a black man and say, you know, maybe I need to talk to my brothers about this. Maybe I need to take this message instead of trying to re rebuttal and and say, oh, it's your fault. Y'all out here dealing with these down low niggas and da da da. And I bet you them same motherfuckers that was saying you selling you that don't got no pictures on their profile. <laughs> no, the, the ones that were selling me that had, yeah, one of them didn't have pictures. He had pictures of him showing his booty hole and jacking off. And then another one had like a picture of him in his profile, in his profile saying um, he had like pictures of him with guns and shit. But then all up and down his media, all you see him talking about is protect the black man, protect the black man, protect the black man, protect the black man. But do you want to sit here and quote me? and say that, oh, it's not all them. See what they do? They always want to pin it on the black man. Mm, when You want to come to a transgender, a, a black trans woman's page and take that when you're not even advocating for us. Because they don't care. <laughs> and you can sit there and try to educate them all that you want, but they don't care. You are a 
living human blow up doll. Your job is to be sexy, provide a fantasy, sit and be quiet. Anything else outside of that, I'm not paying you for this um, activist shit. So what, Miss um, Miss Chada Baby, get to doing, <laughs> get to doing, get to doing what we came here for. We didn't come here, baby. We didn't come for this um, Marsha P. Maya Angelou, Angela <laughs> Davis bullshit you got going on. We didn't come for that. Reach <laughs> turn around, put that butt butthole plug in, and turn right. Out. We came for that. <laughs> This motherfucking honey, bitch. Power to the people. We want power <laughs> to the chick with the booty <laughs> tits and dicks, baby. <laughs> we want we want power to that. Come on, give us the fully functional thing. power. <laughs> Not that we don't want the black trans power. Shout out to <laughs> Raquel Willis. We don't want the black trans power. We want the fully functional <laughs> power. <laughs> No moans, power. <laughs> no moans. <laughs> GFE power. <laughs> Only fans power. That's what we came here for. So yes, I think that was the wrong crowd. But I kind of what I kind of want to say is this is a very complicated problem. Like I, I had an interview with a newspaper today. Devil with the Houston Chronicle, and they were like, oh my God, can we interview you about all the trans deaths? Blah, 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 blah. They do this every time somebody dies, that's what they give. So she get to ask me questions, and I was like, you're asking these very simple questions, but then you'll flip it with something hard. <laughs> like, I can't solve this problem. This problem is a multifaceted problem, right? This is a problem that it takes multiple things to be fixed in order for us to stop black trans women from being murdered. So there are systematic problems. There are actually policies that need to be put in place. There's actual political agendas that need to be elevated when it comes to protecting trans people as a whole, not just black trans people, but like, like we have said multiple times on various shows, if you center the least, if you center, if you center the needs of a black, dark-skinned, disabled, trans woman, if you do that, or, um, you know, or somebody else even further marginalized, if you center that, their needs in policy, you're going to protect everybody up above them. So for me, that's one area, so politically. Then you have culturally, the hearts and minds of the people. You feel what I'm saying? Then you gotta change that because you can change policy. You can change all the policies you want around um, police officers not murdering black men. But that is not gonna change how many black men get murdered. It's gonna change how we prosecute the cops. It's gonna change how cops are being hired, blah, 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 blah. But on the, on the streets, a cop with a gun and a black man in front of him, that policy ain't gonna stop that white, that white fucking cop from shooting him. If there's some type of fear, if there's some, some type of racism, if there's some type of bias that is pushing him to shoot him, a policy ain't gonna stop that. That's the heart and mind of the individual. And so it's the same thing to go with trans people. 
if you are not, we can change the, we gotta change the policy. We gotta change the heart and mind. We gotta, it's so many levels of things that we gotta change that it's gonna be very, very hard to make this stop full stop. Because it's yeah. so many layers. That's not saying that I don't have hope. That don't, that don't mean to stop. That don't mean that I think like this is a never ending cycle or I think that we can't do it. I'm just saying that this is a big dream and it takes a lot of people to do it on multiple levels to be dedicated to it. As a black trans woman, me, I, I, I'm not in politics. So whoever's in politics gotta figure that out. Whoever's right. in, in therapy gotta figure that out. Whoever is, um, whoever's in this company um, dealing with the culture in their company, the transphobic culture in their company. If you have the power to deal with it, deal with it in your company so that it, so that can, it can grow and be a thing that we change in cultural in culture simultaneously. It is multiple layers. It's, I, I, I can't tell you where to begin, but what I do know is on an individual level, whoever is listening to this podcast right now, that you as an individual, you can start in your home with your children with what they watch with what they what you how you talk about trans people if you are at a job how you hire trans people how you reach out to trans people to hire them how you um your policies in the company when you are in positions of power wherever you are we're not talking about fucking presidential power we're not talking about congress power we talk about even where power in your own home power wherever you are you have the ability in your particular circle for to create a space that is not transphobic and to teach people and so for me that is where i hope it's not just about I want to, I, I get tired of educating. It's just that anybody that come in contact with me, I just want to re reiterate that. I want you to know that you can make the change in your own home. You can make the change in your own workplace. You can make the change wherever you have particular power to change at your church. How is your church reaching out to trans people and making them feel comfortable at your church? At your mosque, at your wherever you have some power to do that, why are you not doing it? You, you, and, and don't think you have power. Don't think you have to have big, 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 big power. No, you can have power in your space, in your circle. Don't allow fucking, when you out for brunch, don't allow fucking transphobic jokes to happen in front of you. Yeah, when you with your girlfriends and y'all having girl talk, or when you with your homeboys and y'all just in a cool moment, you don't have to like get on to them. Like you don't have to be like, oh, bitch, shocked. you know, you don't have to like wear them the fuck out, but like calmly say something to them or definitely correct them. It don't have to be in a nasty way. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, so, nip it in the butt though. Don't let it just slide yeah. like that's cute. Especially if you got friends that are trans and you and you're supposed to be an ally. I think, you are, I think honestly what I felt like I, I need to stop putting myself in situations that are toxic. And I'm I'm so used to putting myself in in situations that are toxic and and enduring the toxicity thinking that that's what I was called for. And it's not. So then I don't have to be a sacrifice a, a sacrificial lamb in order for people to get it. And you don't have to be a punching bag. 
<laughs> you don't have to be a punching bag to sit there and take motherfuckers calling you a man, whatever, whatever you will have to deal with being gaslit, whatever that goes. But then let me ask you this, Z. So recently I, I've been out, I had been out of town. So I, we had got an email in our Marsha's Play inbox and it was a, a family member of a trans man that got murdered by the cops in California. A brown, a Latinx one. And so I had posted it on our Marsha's plate. I got that message on the 20, they got they got killed by the cops on the 29th. I got that message on April 1st, but I hadn't checked that inbox because I, you know, been out of town and been doing other stuff. So I hadn't got to that inbox. So I went to it yesterday and I went and looked it up. The whole attorney general had called for an investigation on the case. And I'm like, so it got this, it got to the level where the attorney general is saying, ooh, <laughs> we need to investigate this murder and ain't no, I haven't seen any trans normal trans outlet that talk about trans death talking about this. Even like the, you know, the little, like us, small ones, like us, big ones. I haven't seen anybody talking about it. And so this is a whole, this is a whole Brown trans person that was killed by the cops. You would think that that motherfuckers would jump on it, but they didn't. So this goes back to when trans men complain about, you know, about it being silence and it being just silence around shit that's going on with them. This is a perfect example of it. So tell me what you feel about that. Well, I had no idea as well. I I, I don't know. I feel like oftentimes <clears throat> I put myself on the back burner because I don't want to seem Oftentimes, I feel like I put myself on the back burner because I know that trans women are in a state of emergency. But I remember one time you was trying to get me to talk about trans man issues, and I just kept bringing up trans women. You was like, I want to know about trans men in this situation. And it's something that um, I feel like. Um, I feel like if I if I am to say anything about it, it's almost like <laughs> like people try to make it seem like I'm like I'm being problematic towards trans women when it's not the case. When you mention like injustices about trans men. Yeah, well, not not as simple as that. Like not just be mentioning injustices with trans women. Like if I were to make that comparison specifically between trans women and trans men yeah that's a tricky conversation people it's it's uncomfortable to have it is uncomfortable because it's it's I'm really sorry, uncomfortable it's really uncomfortable so i try to stray away from that dynamic where i'm comparing it because i really don't like to compare it either and i don't think it's um it helps any to no it doesn't to compare, but at the same time, sometimes it does call for it in situations when it comes to injustice um, and violence and how it, it is important to bring us up too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like in those situations, yes, bring us up too. But like when it comes to, I don't know, like little dumb shit, some trans women bring up, like, like as far as like, um, like saying shit like, well, like trans women get the most um, appreciation 
in sex work and they don't pay attention to us. Like, I, don't, I mean, like, but what's going on? Because first of all, power, so. first of all, let's not forget power of the puss. Like, that is very, that, now, wait a minute, because I feel, I'm just, I'm just listening to what you're because saying. Because, like, I'm, I feel like, even though we are visually women, I feel like having a vagina is, Oh, never mind. I feel like I'm digging a hole. Never mind. Well, you, I feel it, like, it felt like I, you was you had your shovel and you felt like it felt like you were about to be an archaeologist and I, I, dig this I, hole deeper and deeper. I'm like, he literally is telling you the discomfort of the comparison that you is trying to compare <laughs> in a way that it sounded horrible. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's, I guess, okay, so what I, I'm, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, y'all. I and this is how I feel. I, I just feel like it's easier to make a coin with a vagina versus without one. Okay. I, just yeah, agree. I feel like it's a bigger audience for that, but I could be wrong. As far I don't as know, I, but that wasn't the point of what was being said. <laughs> But this is literally this what you're doing right now is literally what would make it uncomfortable for him to bring up a trans man's issue. Like literally right now, what's happening? <laughs> like this is a perfect example. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to bring it up in a way that's not problematic and make me seem like I'm coming from a turfy type of angle. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I well, well, this is what I think. I think, first of all, is where you bring it up, what you bring it up in response to. So, this right here is your platform. So, if you come on here and want to bring whatever you want to bring up, that's the your job. <laughs> that is the reason why you are here. <laughs> so, the point is for you to bring up the grievances of black trans men. That is what, that's the point of you being here, like literally. So we can have your perspective and what's going on with y'all. So if we were talking for a whole hour about trans, trans women and you brought up trans men, I wouldn't take, for me, I wouldn't take that as a comparison in, the, like if we were outside of this space, Mm -hmm. Then I'll be like, oh, and you on somebody's statuses, and then you, it's about black trans women being murdered, and you bring it up. Well, what about the trans men? Mm -hmm. Then I would be like, is what? What the fuck are you talking about? So why are you bringing this up? Make your own status, nigga. But in <laughs> this space, this is your platform, so you get to bring up whatever you want to bring up in this right. space, and so that's but that's what it is i feel like that's important for us to point out not in comparison like we're more marginalized than you or da da, da. it's just like yeah. well let's talk about this too blah, blah 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 yeah we know this is happening over here at a crazy astronomical rate but this is something important too you i can i'm bringing this to me if i was a trans man and i was bringing it up i would bring it up in the context of now, I know this ain't got nothing to do with black trans women being murdered, but I'm bringing this up in the context of we're being murdered by black people are being murdered by black and brown people are being murdered by the police. Mm -hmm. And this is another example that has gone ignored 
<laughs> nobody is going into the streets nobody is making the news about it nobody is making a lot of articles about it other than the local people it has not turned into a grand thing that people are talking about why yeah we know why yes i was that was a rhetorical question it wasn't meant to be oh. answered <laughs> but yeah we know why <laughs> but yeah i would expect you to bring it up i would expect you to that it that is a great that's why i literally just now brought it up because it's important to know i was gagged i was like why ain't nobody talking about this i've been on vacation trying to be free from <laughs> news and and the bullshit of the world. And then I come back and a month later, nobody is talking about a, bl a brown trans man who was murdered by the cops. Yeah, it almost feels like it's an attitude like, well, I mean, you guys go into your privilege and y'all don't talk about it, which is true. A lot of us don't talk about our issues. And then I guess everybody else kind of takes on this attitude like, well, I mean, y'all live in y'all privilege and y'all don't talk about it. So it's, it seems like it's a cycle. Because, like, I don't, I don't know. But how does that make you feel like, as a trans man, like you're saying that people feel like, okay, well, and in a way it sounds like you're saying that people's like, oh, well, you kind of deserve it. Like, if, if you want to go into your privilege and not, and not talk about, like, what being trans and not be visible, then don't expect us to advocate for you if something happens to you. But as a trans man who advocates for trans women, who care about trans women just as much as you care about trans men, how does that make you feel? Um, I, 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 I'm be honest, it feels like something I normalized. I, and yeah, deep down it hurts, of course, but it's something that I feel like I just, kind of normalized because the white trans men ignore us too. The right. white trans men ignore ignore black and brown trans men. Uh, we ignore ourselves. We deny ourselves of things. We deny ourselves of even talking about our bodies, about, about a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of us out there that do talk about it and that do talk about our issues and are out there, but nobody really amplifies it as much as I feel like trans women stories you see what i'm saying like around the same topic around the same issue and it's the issues and they're out there you know what i'm saying but of course y'all deal with a lot on a, on a huge scale but um that doesn't negate do, the fact yeah it doesn't negate the fact that it happens to us too so I, i'm gonna be honest i feel like i normalize putting us on the back burner but also we live in a both and and world and I and I hate that sometimes we are put in a position to think that we are in an either or world. We live yeah. in a both and and world. And so yeah. what that means is we can critique the negative of trans people, <laughs> whether it be trans men, trans women, blah, 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 at the same time as telling some truths about the positive and about things we can we can say that we can hold ourselves accountable for certain things 
and then we can hold somebody who is causing us problem in the system and 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 the right. haters and the trans folk accountable for their shit. I can hold um, trans women accountable for going along with the silence against trans men's oppression, and I can at the same time both and and call trans men out about them hiding in their privilege and not being as active in community spaces. You're right. I can sure. do uh, both of them. Both can be true at the same time and it can be called out. I don't like it when it, we have to choose either or. <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be either or. It's the It's yes, <laughs> both. <laughs> both is a problem. How are we going to fix them? You feel what I'm saying? Both is a problem. And that's how it feels like talking to the, the, the heterosexual black community. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't know how to 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 advocate for black trans people and advocate for for heterosexual people, black people. They don't they, it's either either the, the the heterosexual black community or us. Right. But I think that's more of they don't think that we are a positive they don't they don't see us as the black excellence they see us as a stain on the community they see us as um i have a video that i haven't released yet with um triple cripple which is kim oliver and god i can remember the other girl name but they are um, um disabled black women in out of the uk and I haven't released the video, but I hate that I haven't released it and I'm about to quote it, <laughs> but it's just something in my mind. And they were like, even disabled black people, they don't see them as black excellence. So they don't put them on pedestals. They're not even thinking about them. When we talk about black excellence, we're talking about the people in the perfect shape. We're talking about the most beautiful. We're talking about the rich ones, the most educated. If you don't fit in these respectable boxes, physically, mentally, um, economically, then you don't look like black excellence to us. So we're not gonna put you up in the front. We're not gonna prioritize you because you are not black excellence. Yeah, we can think about, <laughs> you know, we can, when you say it to us like, mm, yeah, we shouldn't be discriminating against um, disabled people. Even if morally we don't want to, the bias is you are not included in the black excellence. And I think the same thing in one of the con the correlations between transness and disabledness that we came to the conclusion in our conversation is that is what it is. It's like, you know, it may be different moral situations when it comes to like how religious looks at us when we come to, when it comes to religious looking at disabled and religious looking at um, trans. It may be different in that regard, but how the culture responds to us is very, very similar in the context of you do not look like black excellence. So we're never going to include you or think about including you because we want because we are always comparing ourselves to the white people and want to reflect greatness. You don't reflect that. Yeah. So speaking of both and and, <laughs> speaking of yeah. both and and, my topic this week is going to be Mother Mock. Baby, <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, honey, <laughs> people coattails, honey. <laughs> so recently, iconic, iconic. 
Oh, but a slut, baby. A slut. <laughs> An iconic slut, baby. Yes. <laughs> so recently, as we know, Pose just um, released their, started and premiered their newest season, their final season. I'm so excited. Um, I will be recording a uh, review tomorrow with um, my temporary co-host for the Pose Reviews. And I'm so excited about that. But their premiere happened recently, Saturday. Saturday or Friday, I can't remember exactly what okay. it was. Saturday or Friday, Saturday, I think. And apparently, Miss Mock decided to kind of throw respectability to the wind and call out, you know, behind what was what's been going on behind the scenes so she had conversations about you know money like being underpaid um she gets paid forty thousand per episode that she did and the average pay within the system of paying people <laughs> for for things the average pay for the position that she was in was um, between 30K and 100K. And so she was getting paid the lower perspective, the 40K, right? Mm -hmm. And so to me, now for somebody broke like myself, (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's a salary, bitch. That's a year's salary. Okay. (laughs) But we can't think of it like that. We got to think of it, the industry that she is in. We can't make you. We can't compare our McDonald's pay with honey architect. <laughs> you know we can't do that. So, <laughs> so in the industry that she's in, she is being paid basically ten thousand dollars above the lowest number. So there's, you know, which is thirty thousand, ten thousand more than that, forty thousand per episode. Right. So that's shady. Like if you're trying to be fair. And or not even a fair. Fair is due to average, at least shit. But if you're trying to be equitable to trans people, pay them more than the average, <laughs> you know. But she was not being paid in that kind of way, so she called it out. Also, we she also called out that the other actresses were being underpaid. Not she's not actress, but the actresses were being underpaid and being undervalued because they were pretty and inexperienced. Then as she now she's critiquing the system of pay behind the scenes. Then she goes on to tell her longtime boyfriend, long time as in they've been together for they've been fucking around at least since season two. Couple years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. And so probably like two, two years. Yeah, yeah. A while. Or maybe longer shit. So she tells Angel to stand up, which is Poppy, one of the actors on the show. Tell Angel to stand up. And then she goes into this. It feels like a desperate attempt to save their relationship. Cause apparently he was planning on leaving her. And she admitted to cheating on him in the speech with a crew member. And so, you know, that's in the internet (laughs) up in arms about this whole little situation. 
So this is a both and and situation for me. For me, this is a situation where we can do two different things. We can hold a hold Janet accountable for the thing that she done wrong in this situation. And we can also hold her up when she's trying to buck up against a system. To me. So before I go into my rant, what y'all think about what happened with you? <laughs> well, what I think about it was um, she very well knew what she was getting herself into. My first thought was like, when I read the whole story, I was looking at my phone with my eyes wide, like, what is going on? And then I saw somebody in the article saying, what is happening? <laughs> like, I was like, that would have been me. Like some, somebody was heard saying in the audience, what is, what, what is happening? That would have been me. <laughs> I, I was like, was she drunk, tipsy? Like she was on when she fucking bothered, but then when I really delved into beat. it, I was like, I was like, did, am I really surprised? This is the, what they do. This is what, especially a black trans, like black trans folks, I would expect some shady shit. Like you see, what I'm saying, like especially this is being the first show of its kind. I would definitely expect some shady shit to happen. So I was like, no, nah, she wasn't drunk, but. <laughs> But as far as with the relationship thing, I was like, ooh, this is really wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me let me kind of understand what you're saying. You're not saying that black trans people are inherently gonna be shady. You talking about the people you was expecting shady shit from the people behind the scenes of the production. Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. making sure because it sounded like you were saying uh -huh. you could have been saying that black just because the black folks is involved is gonna be some shady. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Okay, just I'm saying sure. some shady shit done to him. But um, I I was like, well, we know this is the type of shit they do, and for Jenny Mock, Jenny Mock to be <laughs> cussing up the storm and going off, I know she was pissed. Her pussy was on fire. <laughs> and um, for her to say, you know, I might not, I might not get no more jobs. This might be in my career in Hollywood. Fuck it. And um, she very well knew what, what the bad could happen out of this situation. And I also was just like, damn, with the relationship thing. Well, because I'm in a relationship and I, I'm realistic about <laughs> stuff that can happen. And I'm realistic about the conversations that happen behind closed doors, conversations that happen in situations that might happen closed doors, and you might already work throughout the shit, and then you happen to be bringing it up in it to just get everything off the chest and just put it all out there before anybody else can put it out there. And I'm like, this situation, like, I'm gonna beat you to the punch, like, before anybody could try to put out some shit about me. Yeah, I fucked this person. Yeah, yeah, I, I cheated on him. You know, it could have been that situation as well. And do I agree with it? Like, no, nah, I don't agree with cheating, but that's not for me to say. You know what I'm saying? I, like I said, you know what I'm saying? You don't know the story, darling. You don't tell it what they already talked about, what they, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, that's how I feel in the situation. What about you? <laughs> So I got my life. <laughs> Listen, 
Because I see Miss Janet Martha's respectability card. You know, she came into, the, I'm sorry. Because, you know, when she gave, she came to Breakfast Club and, and she gave the girls what they needed. And then she put out them books and gave us what we needed. And then, you know, when she did her, when she speaks and she, she comes to these places and, you know, she speaks so eloquently. And, you know, I'm like, this is a Black woman, right? We all got a we all got a history to us, right? Miss Things, the Hawaiian came out, honey, and I live because bitch, it, it it showed me that she is a human being. She she's and and not and I'm not saying that because I read her book. I'm not saying that she, like because she has respectability politics and she performed a certain way in certain sp spaces that I didn't see her um, humanity. But knowing that she could chunk that shit to the side and get, let you bitches know it, I was like, oh, okay, bitch. Oh, you're taking off the K, girl. Okay, well, what you had to say, Miss Thing? And so I didn't take it in a, like a sense of where I'm like judging her about her actions and stuff because it's hard for me to judge somebody's actions and things when I don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes. Like, like I would love to have a conversation like, bitch, what happened, girl? What, what made you feel like this was the time and place to, to say, say this? Because with somebody who is so articulate and, and she definitely, you can definitely know she's a smart woman, I know there had to have been a, a process. She had to mentally process this and say, okay, this is it. No. And what what did you come up with? Like, why did you say, okay, I have to say it in this manner and I have to, to speak in this way in order for you bitches to get it? Yeah. Or, or in order for me to get my point across? What was it? And so that's how I felt about it. You know she was pissed. For Janet to go out of all of that her character. on fire. Bro. Because because I'm pretty sure, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure there was some, I don't know what happened, but I feel like there was some people who was making a better point and. It, no, it, she was tired of getting stepped on. That's what she said. Y'all stepped on us. Oh, uh, well, bitch. You had to make the girls know, and sometimes that's what the fuck you got to do. And it is what it is, bitch. All right. As far as like her relationship thing, you said that it could have been her way of saving her relationship, which it gave it gave very much that. It gave very much so I gotta make this a public apology or this a public announcement type tea in order for you to, to know that how I feel. This is me just this is how I this is just me just thinking this is how it went. I don't know how it went, but you know. You never know what leads people will go in order to prove their love for somebody or in order to uh, take accountability. And maybe that's what she felt like she had to do in order to atone for her actions. She had to take accountability in this this way, in this public type of way and form. I thought like she was laying it all out on the table. Like, bitch. Girl, fuck you, girl. <laughs> I don't know how to look for, I don't know what's going to happen after you, but bitch, y'all going to hear what I got to say. Facts. Facts. Right. So let me say this. Full disclosure, psych. <laughs> but I can't be I can't fully disclose everything because there is certainty that I get that because 
I want to continue to get the tea. We're <laughs> <laughs> not going to hear it, darling. That I can't really talk about, you know, I am connected to a lot of people on Pose's cast. Cast, the, the, the cast of Pose, the production of Pose, they have a lot of connections to community because these are literal trans people. So you have people who are friends, people who are, you know what I'm saying? I, and there are certain people on the cast that I am friends with. <laughs> I've been friends with them a long time. And so the narrative that is being put out ain't necessarily the truth because everybody can't speak on the truth due to wanting to work again. Right. <laughs> everybody can't speak to can't speak to the truth. In that scenario, the most powerful person not the most powerful person in the system of Hollywood, but out of the people who had grievances, the person in the most, the best position to speak about the grievances is the bitch who just signed a, a multi-million dollar deal with Netflix, mm. not the other girls. Right. So understand, I can't favorite. tell y'all all the tea because I want to keep getting tea. <laughs> but understand that Janet didn't jump out on this limb for the sake of just by herself. Mm -hmm. There are people who were not, who have not been taken care of, who can't, who want to work again so they can't complain that we're mm -hmm. complaining behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. There were people who were still living in low-income housing while they were on the show. Ooh. Who weren't, if she was getting paid 40,000, what do you think the other girls were getting paid? Mm. There were people, and some people have made videos about this. Some popular girls have made videos saying, look, this may look glamorous, but the girls ain't getting a coin like y'all think they getting a coin. And there was multiple people who were complaining about what was going on with the money. And so they can work again. The only person that was in a position to have a, a cushion to be able to buck up against the system, they all got together and agreed that it was who? The bitch who got a coin secure in another area of Hollywood. So she can say fuck Hollywood. She mm. can say fuck it. She can call it out without it affecting her coin mm. because she already got a bag secure. We don't, so we can't come up and, and, and support her. You see nobody, none of them talked about it on their shit. It's not because they didn't agree with her. Mm -hmm. It's not and because they didn't, they, they, they didn't send her out in the midst of the wolves. <laughs> it's not because they didn't know she wasn't gonna do it. Mm -hmm. It's because she was the most secure in the situation to be able to complain about it. And when we talk about power, this is a black trans woman. These are black trans women in this situation. This is also a black, Jenna is also a black trans woman. 
There is a narrative like she had power in the situation to give everybody jobs, to give, to give, like she put everybody on. That wasn't the case. She was hired on as a writer first. She didn't have power in the beginning. But if you know, if you follow her fucking career, she's the one with the most practice and the most leverage. She has multiple selling books. She has had shows. She had had produced certain things. So she had the most leverage. Not saying that the other girls didn't have certain things, but that's why they, they were able, they had people to negotiate them other shows and other deals. But every single person that was new didn't have those kind of resources and it didn't have those kind of comfort. So they needed somebody to say, to speak up for them. They used their privilege. So this wasn't about her, you know, this was about her calling out the system. That was a fact that was not only underpaying her, but also underpaying them. And she didn't have power to give or take them. She just mm-hmm. negotiated a title. Negotiated, ooh, can I, can I direct a couple of episodes? You're hiring me as a writer, but can I bring the, can I, can I do more? Can I negotiate to do more? So I can get this, this credit under my belt. Mm. But you still got the power of the money. She wouldn't be because she wouldn't if she had the power of corn, had the power, she wouldn't be making no forty thousand. You think she's gonna pay herself forty thousand? She Hell can't no. have too much power. Hell no. Can't have too much power. Now that that is that is me defending her. Okay. Now let me drag her a little bit. <laughs> Because we, we did say this was going to be a both and end. A both and end situation. <laughs> you know, she was speaking truth to power about them coins that that and and she would she was speaking not just for herself. She was speaking for multiple people. There's a lot of people pretending to live a certain a lifestyle and it actually broke. Yeah. And they actually <laughs> struggling when it comes to coins. She said, "Y'all stepped on us." Right. And so she she was she put me. herself out on the plank. Do you but, but do, do you girls know what it means when when a bitch say y'all stepped on us, Miss Payne? It's not y'all stepped on me. Y'all stepped on us because there she was indicating there was a us. Mm-hmm. And so there's a us. <laughs> right. She 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 put herself out there for a us. And the us who it was, they knew she was gonna do that. And Jessica Ross co-signed it. She said, I agree with everything you said. Honey, (laughs) there was an us, and the girls were enjoying that us was being talked about (laughs) by the bitch who was in the most powerful position. Right. All right. So, yes, that part, we can stand behind her about the the money disparities, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The creepy part. <laughs> Let's talk about the creepy part. <laughs> now, now, I, now, you know, I'm a girl who I don't infantilize 20, um, 24, 25 years old. Them motherfuckers been voting and fucking drinking for five plus years. These is grown men's. I am, I'm, I'm 40. If I have me a 25 year old, that is a grown man. 
Now I'm not gonna have no 18 year old. I'm not. That's that's. You just got out of high school, nigga. You still going through puberty? <laughs> literally, like literally, your puberty don't stop to eat like 24. Yeah. But a 24 year old, 25 year old, that is a man. Grown, them balls don't fail. <laughs> Dick is gonna be as big as it's gonna be. <laughs> that is that is a man. So I'm not about to look at him like he is a child. That is a man. So now some people is like, ooh, I was just kind of weirded out by the age difference. Uh, come on now. Come on. If if everybody is, if everything's consensual, nobody being forced out of the dot. But now we just talked about the power dynamic. It's not necessarily the power. Everybody keep comparing her to Weinstein and da da da. She ain't in this total position of power. That's that's a little extra. Wait, wasn't Weinstein the um, pedophile? No, he got me. He was too. like rapey. He was a rapist using oh. his money and power to force like young actresses in the sex with him, and and oh, he was notorious. Yes, he was notorious for doing that. So Weinstein, I even seen somebody talking about R. Kelly. I seen somebody. What? Just, just, so, just all, just any of these pet predator kind of um things, which is kind of annoying. Predator for me, I'm not throwing predator around. That's weird. That's weird to me. But this is the reason why the even insinuation of predator is being brought up, baby, Miss Janet, is because look, look, boo boo. Not only is this age difference uh, a red flag, but I know you negotiated to get this um, executive producer credit. You didn't have the power, the total power of somebody, you know, the bigger people above you. Because <laughs> you didn't create the show, you didn't fund the show, da 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 You didn't have the power of the people above you, but it, it would look like to the layman who don't know the T behind the scenes, it will look like you are in this powerful position with a lowly actor, a lowly inexperienced actor, and you're messing around with him. If that was the one thing, you could be like, mm, that's kind of inappropriate, Janet. You, that's kind of weird, Janet, girl. You should be doing that. But if it was the one time, one incident, we could be like, oh, he's probably just amazing. We like Poppy. <laughs> we like Angel. Angel seems like he's a great guy. It could be, it could be that. But girl, you in this speech, you admit that you cheated on Angel with another crew member. So now you are establishing a pattern of fucking with crew members. And so now in this situation, the only person who has been done wrong is Angel. You have done nothing wrong to the community. But who has been done wrong is Angel. Like you are cheating on him and you choose this big public ass event to embarrass him in front of everybody, spilling all the tea out. It is really manipulative as fuck for you to do this publicly. It is crazy. Now, I'm a crazy ass bitch. I ain't never going to do that. That ain't me to do. But the person in the audience if I was the if I was the boyfriend or the girlfriend and somebody was doing this type of manipulation, doing this type of public love, I'm a crazy ass bitch. I would have lived for it. I would have thought it was romantic and cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been like, ah, 
uh-huh, he loved me. <laughs> you bet, uh-huh. <laughs> you better tell everybody that you fucked up, uh-huh. <laughs> that would have been me. I would have thought it was cute. But being a mature person, <laughs> I know the tactics of the powerful. I know the tactics that some people can do to try to manipulate you, manipulate you back into relationships. And this is this is one of these things. Not saying that this is what she was doing, but this is these are common tactics that people do. This public, please don't leave me. I want you to come home with me. I know I fucked up. And da da da. da. These are manipulative tactics emotionally, um, emotional tactics to get people to come back with you when you done fucked up. The only person who has the power to say, who has the position to say that this is okay or not okay is who? Angel, (laughs) Poppy. Poppy, if he's okay with it, when I'm looking at posts, he seemed like he okay. He posted pictures of her, my baby, <laughs> whatever. However that goes down, it, whatever, it, whatever she did, it worked. <laughs> However that So when it comes to community, she didn't do anything wrong to community in this situation. She didn't do anything wrong to us. Does it look creepy, Janet? You Are you making good decisions around sleeping with the crew? Like, girl, sometimes we got to l- 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 cool the pussy down, child. Let You know, it's, and I know as a black trans woman, sometimes in my youth, I don't, you know, I don't fuck motherfuckers at work that I shouldn't be fucking at work. I don't, I, no, I wasn't in no position of power, but I don't been in situations where I shouldn't have been doing this and I did it anyway just for, the taboo of it all, the wrong, the whole point, the why it's even sexy is because it's wrong. (laughs) I've been in that situation because I'm a nasty little slut. But (laughs) you are Janet Mock. You have much, much more to lose than my little dumb broke ass, you know, back in the day. You are Janet Mock. You are in a position of you are in a position where you can't, you, you just can't make these kind of silly ass decisions. You can, but there's going to be some judgment around these decisions that you're making and what you're doing by, and it could be only two people, which does, which isn't a big, big deal. But what you're doing is you're establishing a pattern because then somebody, especially particularly, particularly people who are jealous of you, particularly people who are waiting for the immaculate, beautiful, extra articulate Janet Mock to fall and fail. And we're not just talking about cisgender people. We talk about transgender people too. That's just waiting for a reason to pounce on you and judge you and read you and make it seem like you are the devil. (laughs) You are the worst person in the world. There's tons of people that are going to do that to you. So making these irresponsible decisions. Now me, I'm a person, I'm not, uh, you know, when, you, when you've been around educated people, <laughs> you know, articulate people, 
when you know people with degrees and doctrines and da 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 da, that shit don't really impress me. <laughs> I know that you could have a doctrine and be at the YMCA bathroom sucking raw dick, getting fucked in your booty hole, <laughs> your pussy hole, sucking raw dicks at the swingers club. I know that articulate shit don't have nothing, no kind of indication on how nasty gutter butt slut you can be because I'm an articulate bitch and I am a nasty gutter bucket bitch and I know a lot of them that are nasty slut gutter butter bitches so I know I know (laughs) especially since you claim and I always say claim because I I think all the bitches is hoes but (laughs) but since you claim you ain't never well no no not Janet but you ain't never really been in the sex work game too long. You know, especially the bitches who claim they ain't never been in sex work. I know you ain't experienced, uh, you know, as an escort, I was able to get all my wilds and freaky shit out because, you know, escorts opened up that door. But if you ain't never escorted, bitch, and you articulate and, and not, I know you getting slutted out because you ain't never did shit, bitch. <laughs> yes, she did. She was escorting. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Janet. I know Janet done played in, in, done played in the coin waters. <laughs> but it's especially you are too, because I know a couple of articulate bitches that got a good little wholesome image, and I know they sluts. <laughs> so for me, right, I know because I see, <laughs> not just her. <laughs> so I don't ever think a person who is, you know, giving playing the role, you know, giving the beautiful image, giving the articulate image, giving the educated image, doesn't mean that they not out here doing sexy shit. You know, I, you fucking the crew member and Poppy and, you know, I, that I, I'm not surprised. Okay, girl, what all? <laughs> I'm not surprised. I know that's what you do, but it is not a smart move. And I'm surprised by how she has made these kind of stupid decisions because we have seen her be brilliant. We have seen her respond and be under pressure and be, um, you know, when it comes to like, remember, I, I called her out about her Pierce um, Morgan interview. I don't fucking like Pierce Morgan, but I think that in her situation, she, um, in that particular situation, she didn't handle it right. And so when it was time for me to talk about it, I called her out. I don't mind calling bitches out, but I'm going to call them out in a way that I think is fair. And I think... Because she's a human. Yes, because she's a human. And I don't think that this particular situation that makes her the devil or makes her harm. I think that she is a both and end person. She did this weird ass creepy shit with messing around with the crew members and this weird ass creepy shit where... You know, you manipulating your boyfriend and calling him out in this public space, but also, and that all that shit is weird and creepy. And I understand people saying this is uh, creepy, predatory. Mm, that's a little stretch for me because ain't nobody saying that nobody was forced or they was promised things, and there was you know what I'm saying. Nobody is saying no weird shit like that. She just fucked around on her man, and so, you know, predatory is a little stretch for me creepy and dumb and inappropriate girl stop don't do that yes but also calling out the powers that be the real powers that be that's not paying these girls her included what they should be being paid i think she was right in doing that situation 
And you know, through all that, what I could, I agree with you. What I could respect through all of that, even though right or wrong, whatever it is, she herself called everything out. Facts. It wasn't somebody exposing it. She called it right. everything she decided because she could have easily got up there. And said, oh, the show is amazing and look sickening in my gold dress and be beat and oh, oh, pose is groundbreaking. And oh, they treated us so amazing on the show. Da 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 da. The dress was Versace, by the way. The dress was Versace and she looked at me, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> which you know which is you know why i felt like it got the girls heated because <laughs> she was <laughs> anyway but yes it's just amazing she she could have made it seem like this was an amazing experience they treated us like goddesses and queens and thank you ryan murphy for this experience darling and we are gonna go on and be uh, actresses and directors and producers and to do amazing things. Thank you. She could have did all of that in front of the mic, but she says, no, I'm not giving that. I'm the girls and whispered in my ear that they were not happy with their pay. I'm not happy with my pay. All, you know, this is not, this hasn't been cute for all of us as cute as we rose color as people is trying to make it. So I'm going to use this moment now that we, we know we're not going to get another season and I got, and I'm the bitch who got a secure bag over here with Netflix. We agree that I can talk about this. Okay. I'm going to talk about it. That's what happened. And I'm letting you bitches have it. Right. So. Thank you, Jenny Mock, for telling us the tea and being honest, because you could have been fake. But also, girls, stop making stupid-ass decisions on your set, because now you're setting yourself up to a motherfucker can lie and say that you fucking tried to sexually harass him, and everybody going to be like, see, she was doing that on the other set, fucking all the niggas. And <laughs> all of that (laughs) so you know they can give now she's setting herself up to be gagged my girl but yes janet stop fucking the niggas on your set jesus keep the puss in your pants anyway that was another nigga Maybe. <laughs> yeah, they said a crew member. Crew member is very gender neutral. Could have been another puss. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. And we definitely don't want to assume. Right. <laughs> All right. So I saw this article on Washington Post. Um, the title is called Mother Transitions to Fully Embarrassing Stance on Transgender Child. To sum it up, basically, there's a person that submitted a question to the, uh, to the writer, and the writer posted it, I guess, for everybody else to kind of give their own opinions on what they think about it. So basically, um, Somebody said, Dear Carolyn, my older sister, 26, is a trans woman, and she started transitioning last summer. She is happier than I've ever known her to be, and I fully support her in in making this journey. 
Growing up and since leaving home, I have always been much closer to my religious parents, and I guess this is why. My sister finally told our parents last fall, and they went ballistic, called my sister mentally ill, accused her of transitioning as a way of attention-seeking, and told her point blank that she is just lying to herself about her gender identity. My mother especially sees my sister as an embarrassment and has threatened to disown her if she continues with her transition. Yesterday, things came to a head. My mother messaged the family chat saying that regarding an upcoming event, she wants reassurance that my sister won't embarrass me. She said my sister should come dressed as a man accepting her dead name or stay away. I don't know what to do. I've been through bad times in the past years and my mother supported me through all of it. I'm not sure I should go to the event if they keep treating my sister this way though. I know how vulnerable trans people are, the ridicule violence and hatred they face just for being who they are. And I really wanna support my sister. Do I have to skip the family event and ultimately cut my parents out to do it? So they're basically wanting to know how to be an ally in this situation by being, because um, it further goes into uh, more details about um, how the mom is always there for her and um, and how do, how do they deal with that situation with family shit? Like how to be an ally in that situation? Do they just not go? And to show I really stand in solidarity with my with my trans sibling, or is there a way they can set up boundaries? Like, like in like, how would you handle that? Situation? What advice would y'all give? Well, my if if that was my sister, and she read the shit that Mama said in the text message, and she still went, cause I'm not going. Especially if you say I gotta dress me, I gotta come as a man and accept you playing in my face. I'm not gonna go. So if you go, that means you're telling me that you agree with what my mama is doing and what my mama's doing is trash. And so it sounds like the sister is afraid of getting the same backlash from her mom by standing by her sister's side because she, she's afraid of losing that support. Mm -hmm. And so now she has to make a decision whether or not the support from her mom is, is greater than the empathy and the, the respect that she has for her sister. I think that you should pay it and support your sister by making proving a point to your mother that it's not okay. Like, because by you standing up and being the child that's supposed to be quote unquote correct and letting her know that bitch, you can't try it because my sister is different. It's gonna show her that, that you can lose both your children, not just one. And that'll actually show her a little bit more something than just, oh girl, she can do play in your face. Okay, what about you that? Um, I kind of disagree with Mia on the beginning part of what she said. I don't think that, I don't think if my sister chose to go engage with my mom that I would fault her for doing that because I wouldn't want 
my sister to sacrifice her relationship with my mom for me. I don't think that that's fair. I don't th th think that that's a fair expectation, but I do expect her in the situation to defend me. When she is there, I do expect if you are an ally, when you are at events, when you are at family functions that I have not, that I have been disinvited to, or that I'm not welcome in, if you go, I expect you to say something. <clears throat> I expect you to deal with the issues and the conversations and buck up against that particular system in the home. That's what I think that you should do. I think that you should go in there and raise hell. Why can't my sister come here? Like you are literally, I'm coming here to spend time with you, mom, but this is supposed to be family time and you are literally pushing one of your children away. Why are you doing that? Well, I don't want to be, <clears throat> I don't, I don't want to accept that and I don't want them come. That's none of your business, mom. That is that is your child too. How what kind of parent are you? You supposed to love your child unconditionally. Why would you do that? Why would you um and and you're harming me because I want to be around my now I have to now I have to come see you because I love you, mom, and I come see you, but I'm not I can't stay here all night and hang out like I normally could at this family function because now I gotta go to my sister's house to hang out with her because as as a person that love you both. I have to I have to figure out how to make this work and you're not making it work by letting my sister come here the way she wants to come. And so now I got to go to both of y'all house to do an event when we could be together because you don't want to love your child unconditionally. I would want her to to let my my mother know what was wrong. I wouldn't want her to to distance herself from my mother because I don't know what um value my mother has in her life I don't, because that's a whole different child and i wouldn't want her to sacrifice her relationship with my mom that is clearly there's no problem between them i will whatever else you know what i'm saying whatever other things that she may benefit from having my mom in her life whether it be a her, her our mother in in her life whether it be a confidant whether it be support whatever my mom gives to her i wouldn't want her to sacrifice that on the strength of my um my issue with my mama but i also don't want you to just let it go like let it just happen I don't want you to sit there and be like, oh, I'm just going to come and eat the meal. <sighs> Dominate here. Hmm, God, I wish she was here. <laughs> Why is mama tripping like this in your brain? You ain't bucking, it, bucking up against the system. <clears throat> I want you to make it uncomfortable for her. I want you to make it uncomfortable. I want you to make it to where she understands that she is causing a problem for all of us. What I would probably do is, if I was the ally in the situation, I would probably get all the family together that do not mind and just leave the mama outcasted. Oh, you know, you say you don't want to be around the siblings, so we ain't invite you. Yeah, we are, everybody else having fun, but you say you don't want to go. Ain't nobody else tripping but you. So that's why we ain't invite you. And make sure she know, like now we have to spend money to do a whole different extra event because you petty and don't want to accept your child unconditionally. That, yeah, that's yeah. what I, I would figure out a way to where I think that's a good solution because yeah, you I, we have to do a whole other event when we all could be together, but you 
are not choosing to get over yourself. And make it seem like you having the greatest time. Everybody having a grand time <laughs> recording videos. Everybody's being like, yeah, we all family hanging out. And then the mama feel the one that's outcasting now. And you see how it feels. You That's how you feel to be our abomination. <laughs> but listen. <laughs> Listen, uh-uh. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm Mother Petty, so I, I'm giving you ultimatum, bitch. Sis, if you go to the dinner, bitch, don't come to my house after that. <laughs> I, I feel away. Then you toxic. <laughs> then, then we know where, where you get it from, your mama. <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly where you get the attitude from. <laughs> your mother, you got it bad. <laughs> Because now you acting just like her. <laughs> just like you, love. <laughs> no, I wouldn't talk about your real mom. I'm talking about the hypothetical mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. But Freudian slip. <laughs> uh, but yes, I think I would, I would definitely, I, I, I could think about my people like, people who were in those kind of situations i felt like my people who were on my side i didn't think they bucked up against the system enough like yeah. I, I had an aunt april who always supported me when i was younger she like she did my hair she was a hairstylist and she did my hair for my um my senior pictures i had some fucking brandy braids that was kind of looking sickening and she did it and nobody wanted to pay for my hair or do you know for me to have a look like any type of resemblance of a girl <laughs> any any kind of help for me to do anything they were like mm -mm. but i wanted some braids yeah, and my april did them for me and so that's what it was it was I, she did it but then when we would be around it almost like we were outcasts, but my aunt April was an outcast too. Like she was the, she was married into the family and she was the, the wife mm. of, <clears throat> let me get the dynamics. So the mother didn't like the, his choice of wife and she was the unliked choice of wife. <laughs> mm. And so her marrying into family for years, like he, they had been high school sweethearts, but his mother never liked her. And so she was kind of, she's, he's, they still married right now. <laughs> but so mm -hmm. her, her son said, fuck you, mama, I'm marrying her. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. you know, so they had to figure out how to play. So she, when she would come over the house, she was the outcast too. So she couldn't really buck up against the system because she was the unliked wife. So she would have to sit over in the corner and I would be over there talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey girl, what's the same as April? Ah, yes, <laughs> I, thank you. I would live for her. And she would treat me so sickening and so fun. And we would, at that time I was smoking weed. So we would go out to the car and get high, baby, get zooted and, you know, get our life and come back in the, come back in the house, smell like a ganja. <laughs> and sit over there, honey, feeling good. Looking at people, looking at them crazy. So there was just, a, there was people who I felt like could have bucked up against the system, but they didn't, but they still treated me good. So I wasn't mad. But yeah. I felt like, I felt like, yeah, I feel like if they would have, 
I feel like if they would have bucked up against the system, the change and acclimation to me being diamond would have went much, much faster because there was an incident with my uncle Carl. If you go to my YouTube, I, I explained the video It's called my uncle Carl. And everybody thought my uncle Carl being that he's an alpha male, one of the straight older patriarchs of our family, they thought, and he lives in Chicago <laughs> in the hood in oh, 95th and Jeffrey. <laughs> and they thought that he was going to have this big issue with me. And I had came up there and he did not treat me any kind of negative way. He was so nice to me, so cool. And everybody was surprised. And they they said something about it. And my uncle was like, why would y'all be surprised about me treating the only child that was fucking respectful in my fucking house? <laughs> Diamond was the only motherfucker came to my house and sat down, didn't run around, didn't go through my motherfucking figurator, didn't break shit, was sitting down acting like a mannerable child like she got some damn home training. Why would I treat her bad? <laughs> which is literally what was happening because I, they have feared me I probably would have been tearing up shit too <laughs> but they had feared me so much about coming to his house like they said that they made me feel like he was going to be fagging me and you know what I'm saying just wearing me out so I came in there sitting down like a fucking school mom like I was in detention <laughs> and sitting down and he didn't say nothing to me. And I was like, oh, he was, he was nice. <laughs> and he explained why he was nice. He was like, you know, yeah. I, was, I was the person that was being respectful. You get what I'm saying? So he didn't treat me any kind of way. And because of his, him treating me, calling me by diamond, calling me the right pronouns, everybody else shifted for some reason. <laughs> Because he shifted, everybody else shifted. Everybody. Because they respected him. Because he was the patriarch of the family. Yeah. Yep. So I think that it would have shifted faster if more people would have bucked up against the system. And that was my example. So yeah, I would have I would want them to buck up, but yeah. Mm. As an ally. If you go to the party, don't come to my house. I'll be up. <laughs> I will be so, I'm like, bitch, as, as soon as I see the, the snack screenshots on Instagram, them them eating cake, you know, them having a good time, I'm texting, bitch, I hope, I hope you have a stomach, I hope you throw up, I hope that's what poison is the case, man, <laughs> doing everything, girl, obsessed. I, I, Over I, it. The reason why I feel this way, <laughs> the reason why I feel this because way, you need therapy. I do, I do need therapy, but. <laughs> 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 but I felt like my sister, like my sister, did that. Like my my biological sister, like she 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 let my 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 sister, she let my mother call me a boy and call me the wrong pronouns and like do all this stuff behind my back, and then she would come to me like like my my sister, my mother would confide in my mom and my sister and be two-faced it. <laughs> Thinking that my, my sister, because she's a cis girl, was gonna like keep the confidentiality, but being my sister is too close. So my sister would come back to me and spill the tea. But in this situation, I'm like, bitch, what did you say? Did you, did you, you, you just let her just get her life? You just, and then she would always do this. She would come back and be like, 
guess what mama said or guess what she did and it would just be like it would hurt my feelings and I would so I, I guess that's why I, I felt that way like bitch if you're gonna be in a situation and you're not gonna say nothing are you still gonna go wrong with it? it's gonna make me feel away and this is the the gag of it all clock the z the gag of it all is that when Mia gets in front of her mother, she don't want to buck up against her mother. She don't want to make her mother feel uncomfortable. She don't want to do anything. It may have changed, but I know when we went to interview your mama, be why the show didn't go long or why it didn't, we didn't get to the hard questions was because I sensed that Mia was uncomfortable in bucking up against her mother <laughs> in this situation and making her mother feel uncomfortable. So the fact that you would expect your sister to do it and you won't even do it. No, I'm listen. Mad. No, no, no. Okay, so when I was younger, you're right. <laughs> 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 when I Explain younger, it to me. No, fuck that. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, I gotta say it. You're right. When I was younger, because I didn't really have a place, that bitch would have kicked me out. So no, we weren't living. We y'all was living together on your own, bitch. When we was doing that interview, <laughs> so this, you can't use that as an excuse. <laughs> I'm talking about when I was younger. So okay, now that no, when I got older, I did buck up against her, and I did let her know that you know you disrespecting me, and I cried and. I stopped talking to her. I, I did let her know when I got older. But like the situation at the house, my mother, listen, y'all don't know this, but my mother is, she, had this, she has this paranoia where she thinks that anybody can like give her tea and gather her. And she don't like, she don't get, she don't have no social media. She don't like being, like, she's just really, really secretive. So when uh, it sounded like to me from the interview, everything sounded politically correct. Nothing <laughs> sounded like she was actually being raw. So I was kind of over and I was just like, okay, well, let's just go. Let's go to the fair. Cause I'm not going to try to push no information out of you and you. And you sitting here being, just give me these small, politically correct answers. Like, oh, well, book the interview. Let's let's go to fair and do our deal. But and you didn't ask had, either. You didn't ask her. You wasn't pushing, man. You wasn't pushing. We understand. We understand. But it's the, the gag is that you would expect your sister to buck up against that system when you don't. Like, you do it passively. Like I can see you in a in a in a moment of rage after it has bit built up for so many times having the situation and then crying, but your strategy was to stay away from her, and that is a passive strategy. It works, but it's not an in your face buck up against the system strategy in the sense of I'm directly telling you that this is wrong, like you expected your sister to do. No, I did when we, when I was younger. I did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the one little moment <laughs> when you was when you didn't have, you know, a situation to run from her. Yes, I can see that building up and it happening. But your what you did eventually was just leave and not talk to her and stay away. And that was your passive kind of it's almost passive aggressive. Where it's aggressive, like you not talking to her at all, but that's not a 
you gonna respect me in your face, da 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 da. It's I'm staying away from you, so we don't even have to have this this clash. And I'm gonna make you feel it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like I, because it was toxic for me to like have to go through that, and like it, you know, your mother is your first love, and so my heart was broken, and mm-hmm. so I said, "Bitch, well, fuck it, bitch. You ain't finna. I'm not gonna <laughs> sit here. You're not gonna keep embarrassing me when we go to the store and calling me boy, and everybody's like, who are you talking to?" Everybody confused and shit. You talking to me and then they get in their gag and then we both embarrassed. Fuck that. Yeah. I don't know. I just I I I just wouldn't want I wouldn't want my sister to, you know, like I said earlier, I wouldn't want my sister to yeah. sacrifice her relationship over me with my mom. I just would mm-hmm. want her to um buck up. Buck up not in a way of cutting her off and not going to see her, not engaging with her, but buck up in the sense that, mama, you're wrong. <laughs> you're explaining this, but you are wrong. Like you're trying to explain this and shit. Now you're making it difficult for us to be a family. You, not her transness, you. You are, you not accepting her transness is is the problem. It's not her transness because you're making it seem like it's her transness that's a problem because she wants to come here and live her life and be, you know, be a woman, blah, 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 blah. And you are not accepting her unconditionally. And you're supposed to be her mother. That's wrong. That's that's. I don't respect you for that as a mother. I'm gonna love you because you're my mother and you're treating me good. But I'm calling you out, mom, that you are being shady to your other child. And I think that it's wrong. And I'm gonna tell you that it's wrong every time that we talk about this. I'm gonna tell you that it's wrong. Yeah. Here's your gift for Christmas. Here's your gift. But you're wrong. You're wrong. I wish you're wrong, but I wish that um, my other siblings was here, but now I got to come give you your gift and I can't stay here long because I got to go to the other party that the rest of the family who accepts her is having. That's way more sickening, Z. I think that strategy is way more sickening. <laughs> yeah. But all right. I think we have done a show. <laughs> all right. Well. So make sure y'all, I did an episode of The Love Beneath. Um, check it out. Um, on my YouTube, make sure you are following us. If you are a black trans person, a black trans woman, I'm sorry. If you are a black trans woman, because that's my um, section. <laughs> black Carter is supposed to do the black trans men. So hit him up for his stuff. But if you are a black trans woman, I have, and you are in need of support, like some type of housing or some type of any kind of thing that you might think you have a problem with. We have a link down, a support link for Black Trans Women's Inc. down in the bottom of our show notes. And you can fill out tell us what's going on and if we can help you sometimes we can't help everybody because we don't have the resources but sometimes we can't help you so there's a link in the bottom um if you want to donate there's a link in the bottom all that kind of stuff but yeah thank y'all yeah. also, no, wait before you go also hit us up if you are a black trans man we can point you in the right direction oh thank you for correcting that i appreciate that yes <laughs> <laughs> we do have resources for if you are a black trans man but it just won't be, I don't control them. <laughs> I don't control them because I'm. we have a whole Black trans men section <laughs> for them that is um, led by Carter Brown. And so, yeah, yes, hit us up. <laughs> Thank you, Mia, for that correction. <laughs> All right, y'all, we'll see y'all next week. All right, see you. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out.
You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright. Oh, don't you worry about a thing. Little 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 little